somebody actually said to me, oh, you've been really lucky to be in business for 20 years. And I was like, yeah, because it fell off a tree. Um, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't fall off a tree, does it? As you guys know, you work at it and you probably think about it 24-7. It's really become quite a bore about it in my own head. I'm like, okay, stop now. Today we're speaking to Rebecca from Wild Apple Design. Book designer by trade, fine artist at heart, Rebecca talks about how she wants her hobby to become her career and how she's transitioning to do that. Whilst you're here, if you fancy giving this video a little thumbs up, thank you very much, would be really appreciated. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the Digital Circus Live, make sure you do so too. It's really fun here. Without further ado, let's get into our interview with Rebecca. So Rebecca, Thank you very much for being here with the Digital Circus Live. I am very excited to have this conversation, aren't you, Alan? Oh, always. Well, I'm excited about everyone, if I'm brutally honest, oh, yeah, but, but especially Rebecca. Especially Rebecca. <laughs> uh, we start every single episode with the same one question, and it's quite a biggie, so hold on to your hat. Okay. Uh, what is it that you are trying to achieve right now? And that could be both business or personal. Okay, well, thank you for inviting me on your lovely podcast. Um, what am I trying to achieve? I don't know. Retire quickly? Um, <laughs> um, I think, well, really, the reason that I started to design books, because originally I was a magazine designer, but the whole reason I decided to do books was because I actually like helping people learn. Mm -hmm. um, so even though I've sort of gone down a different, slightly different track, the, the things that I make ultimately help people learn, which I think is quite um cool and I try and keep that in my head when I'm designing things um so that's ultimately work-wise I'm trying to help people learn um life-wise yeah just uh retire early and garden lots oh, I love that I, well I love that and, and I'm fully on board with it and but what I what I think my takeaway from that is and I think this is the same with a lot of business owners is I, they do want to retire early, financial freedom on your terms, what, whatever what you want to call it, but without the compromise of helping people, which which is really bizarre because, you know, in today's society, we're fed the narrative that if you want to have financial freedom, you can, you can invest, you can do property, whatever you choose to do. But it feels that there's still quite a stronghold of who want it, but actually still want to help people on route and everything else. Yeah, I think I would miss it, to be fair. As much as I'm joking about being retired and getting on with it and sitting in the garden and drinking tea all day, which won't happen because I would get bored and I'm too twitchy for that. I like doing stuff. Um, I actually genuinely really do like helping people. And, um, you know, making educational books and language books is a great way of of expressing that. And... Um, yeah, design-wise and art-wise, ultimately down the road, personal project, I'd like to be a fine artist. I'm sort of looking up because I've got pictures above my desk. So, um, But I don't, at the moment, I don't feel I've got enough confidence to launch the sort of fine art career or the, um, you know, the, the illustrated side. But I do do that quite a lot in my spare time. That intrigues me, Rebecca, for you to say you haven't got enough confidence because I look at everything oh. that you do out there and I think you are literally a force to be reckoned with in everything you do with, with the book Bless side you. of things. So what is it that, that holds you back from the fine art? In terms of that confidence, what, what is that that holds you back? Fine art's a bit different than book design, if I'm honest. Graphics and book design, uh, yes, I, I've got a lot of experience in that. I know all the pitfalls. Well, we don't know all the pitfalls, <laughs> which we'll get into that in a minute, probably. But um, 
you know, I, I'm very confident in that side of it. But actually, putting your fine art out there, it's personal. Yeah. It's it's personal um, landscapes or personal still lives or what what have you. And that that's kind of your sort of a bit of your soul is there on a canvas. And so I'm just I'm just not quite there. I'm very nearly there. Not not quite there. I'm hoping to set up something with a a local gallery. Wow. which is sort of like more of a maker's space than a art space because I think that's an uh, perhaps an easier in but we'll see now so I, I'm intrigued by this whole confidence thing as well so you've clearly got the confidence to do it because you're doing it and I don't think we ever knew this and we've known you for just over a year um, or so now um, which I'm now fascinated by and I just got a different rabbit hole no this no, is fun, but this, this is, is the point this is what we want to know and clearly this is important and but now I'm going well you've clearly got the confidence to do it and but now it's the confidence to share it and you know mm. and, and I get the it's more personal to you because when you're designing a book you're it's the confidence to fulfill a you know a set of requirements and I find yeah. that to a certain extent it's very different talking about how to grow on the internet than it is you know something that's relevant to me um but also, I also know how easy it is for you to potentially set up an Instagram account or whatever, yes. take a yeah. picture and share it. You know, it's done. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's very kind of whipper plaster off. Now, obviously, that's not exhibiting or anything else like that. But it is in its own way. You know, it's the same principle. Yeah. And probably as easier as the social media route is, there would arguably be more eyes on it mm. than, than in, in, a ga in the local gallery. I don't yeah. know. There might be millions in your local gallery. But. Well, Dorset, I think, has like the highest percentage of, art, of uh, artists and um, fine artists in the country. There's like a massive proportion of people that are out there doing it and selling it and making businesses out of it also my other thing about it is do I want to make another business out of my hobby because then does it still be a hobby or is that then a business well that is the big question we ask most <laughs> entrepreneurs isn't it and if, if you're doing something you love is it a job you know it's 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 completely and utterly down to you and how much you want to express the world isn't it but this is what we had a conversation in a recent episode as well is that will you ever retire probably not because actually you love what you do and that's part of your you know your day in day out so why would you retire from that I think that you know you have that opportunity we're going to a bit of business coaching here I love this but you have that opportunity there to to, to grow it in whatever because your book design stuff whether you choose to scale that up scale that back is always going to be there right so I'm curious. Just clarifying, you're referring to yourself as a business coach now, no, are no, you? No, 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 no. I mean, no. that's what I took from that. No. That's what I took. No, but it's a bit coachy, isn't it? Uh, no, but I, let's come back to the, to the book design side of it. Because yeah, I'm, cu I'm, no, I'm curious. No, I want to talk no, about painting. Well, it will right. come back to the painting. So I alluded to the fact that you're a force to be reckoned with in, in the book design world. Yeah. And what I love about what you do. So well, how long have you been in the book design space, number one? Okay. Um, probably... 30 years wow that's a huge yeah. huge huge <laughs> amount of time and incredible a big round of applause for that b so what i appreciate about your business is you, you're quite happy to say you're a small business and there's you're a, you're a small bijou team of, of two of you isn't there in, in your team yeah yeah but, we scale up if we have to but uh, but but you yeah 
but you you play so to speak in a very large industry with with yeah. the likes of Oxford University and all, the, all, the, all those so how how have you got from your early days of career and to working where you are now with those kind of of organizations um well I would say it's it's probably word of mouth. It's probably reputation, to be fair. I actually started off in magazines. Yeah. Um, I worked in corporate magazines for the like of Coca-Cola, Saab, um, Association of Teachers and Lecturers, which is very random. Um, <laughs> I used to organise photo shoots and do things like that. And then I went to work at in-house at Oxford University Press, which is actually where I got my grounding, to be fair. I worked there for about uh, six, seven years. And then I set up Wild Apple Design. So I already had quite a lot of names from Oxford. And I think actually working in-house at a big publisher is what opened more doors, if that makes sense. Because you've already got a body of work that is already published by someone of that yeah. calibre. Yeah. Um, and then and then it just sort of spiralled. <laughs> and... You know, I started off with a little iMac, which was 500 quid out of a free ads, you know, on a, I didn't even have a desk. I had a coffee table at <laughs> home. I had to go and buy a desk. And then, you know, I ended up with a barn of eight people at the maximum. And then I've scaled back to be, actually, I think the perfect number is probably a team of three or four. Um, at the moment, there's two of us full time and then I bring on freelancer but I think it's just really though that early days of working in-house mm. and then taking those contacts mm. but also um I worked worked at it you you know you walk around with your portfolio you talk to people you chat to people you don't ever stop um that's what I think somebody's Somebody actually said to me, oh, you've been really lucky to be in business for 20 years. And I was like, yeah, because it fell off a tree. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fall off a tree, does it? As you guys know, you work at it and you probably think about it 24-7. It's really become quite a bore about it in my own head. Mm. Like, it's, okay, it's, stop now. It's the, it's the uh, Joe Wicks effect, which we always use as an example because it, it's so, so true. Everyone talks about Joe Wicks' overnight success and he's like, yeah, that 10 years of grafting for overnight success. <laughs> he says, being on Richmond Common at 6am and then no one turning up to the boot camp so I would go to the underground and flyer all the, the travellers. It's like, he put the graft in, you know, bless yeah. him. And it so. does take grit to, to get to that point that people and you do still, not see. You're still doing it now, you know, I'm still... You know, to go send out the email that goes into the abyss, and you have, you know, you feel like, oh my goodness, I can't keep doing this. But you do, you just keep going, don't you? Rebecca, was mm -hmm. was going freelance always on the agenda? Uh, sort of, I suppose. Um, I think I, I think in house was quite tricky. I think I got to a point where if I stayed any further, it would have gone into management and not creating, if that makes sense, more mm. uh, ticking boxes, um, which isn't really me. And I knew I would frustrate me. Um, I did it for a bit and then I thought, mm, I'm not very happy about this. And also I wanted to come back to the Southwest. Um, and so the only way really of doing that was to create my own space. So okay. that's what I did.
And and that so that and that creative element is clearly always been there because a you've just told yeah. us that and, and, <laughs> and b I know, and b the kind of industry you're in and now the design where where is that just in you you know was this was there a bit of you and you know when I want to be a you know, creative um, industries yes I don't think I had much choice my mum was an art teacher <laughs> it's in the blood it's in the blood <laughs> it's in the blood. And my dad is, um, well, he's retired now, but he's a civil engineer. So that involves like technical drawing and problem solving. So probably I am completely my mum and dad, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but my mum was very encouraging. Like she, she used to take me to the Royal Academy for the summer exhibition. And she used to, you know, put things in front of me that perhaps normal teenagers wouldn't have put in front of them for art wise and you know get to know books and um get to know artists in depth because she just loved it as well and I think she wanted to share that love with me like you do with perhaps your children um and then it kind of just stuck and then um when I was choosing what I wanted to do as a degree um I actually went to Falmer School of Art and it was southwest not far from home um just happened to be one of the best art colleges um that was on my doorstep so that's that's the route I went down and when I interviewed down at the art college they said I could go either way I could either be a graphic designer or a fine artist from looking through my folder and I actually chose then to do graphics and um keep fine art as a I suppose a hobby, but it's sort of now a plan B. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that as a plan B, though. It sounds incredible. Um, just rolling back to something you said a couple of minutes ago. So when you first started with Wild Apple and you had you were in a barn with eight of you and you said actually you've scaled that back. I'm curious to know, because we have our own thoughts on smaller teams, actually, what, what was the catalyst for you scaling back to a smaller team and why is two or three a better number for you? Okay, so economics really scaling back. Mm -hmm. um, also, I it was very stressful because um, I'm hopefully a nice boss, and you take when you take on a staff, you don't you're not you're not just taking on them. You feel like you're taking on their mortgage and their mm. rent and their families, mm. and mm. Uh, not that you're. Some people would say, "Oh, that isn't part of your consideration," but it was part of mine. And I just, I, the, the stress of that to bring in that amount of work was full on. Um, and so we scaled back a bit. I had, um, some grad, I had two graduates on a graduate scheme and I didn't continue the graduate scheme with a job. So that's how I kind of lost two, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I didn't, we just, I just sort of mentally made the, the, the decision to scale back and let it happen naturally. Um, I didn't, I didn't move out of our space or anything like that, but four is a good number because of the dynamics within a team. I think you've got, you know, as a, as a boss or a figurehead or a leader or whatever you terminology you want to use, there's a lot of that going on at the moment. Um, you you are a little bit separate from the team but I also like the closeness of that mm. team and you I also work well when you're very your team are all on the same page because if they're not it doesn't work mm. at all um and then I suppose with COVID and everyone working from home it was very obvious that 
it didn't really need the space um, as much. Everyone's much happier working from home, actually. Um, well, in my experience, maybe that's a creative thing. Um, I think you get better work when people are in a happier headspace. Um, and I don't really, with with the guys that I work with, as long as they get the work done on time for my client deadline, I'm not really bothered whether they work at three in the morning or you know six o'clock in the morning or wherever they want to work. Um, so yeah, I think I think three or four is a good good number at the moment we're sort of two with a third on and off <laughs> nice. <laughs> on and off I think that's great though so it's something Anne and I have discussed long and hard about what our priorities are for our business and you know we we floated back when we first started becoming an agency and having a much wider team than the, just the two of us and actually we soon realized especially after seeing so many other people starting at the same time as us who went down the agency route and the stresses and strains that come with that, that actually for our own lifestyle just didn't fit yeah. or wasn't a want of ours. And you hit the nail on the head. Staff management is tricky because it, it takes you away from what, especially as a It kind of detracts from yeah. actually doing the business you want to do, you're, doesn't you're, it? You are a creative yeah. and you you have joy and you fulfillment from being the creative that you are. Yeah. And then suddenly, and as you said, as you're going up the ranks in, in a, uh, in a large organisation as well, you're then the paper pusher, you're the staff management, you're yeah. HR, all those things that actually don't fire that fuel in your belly, the fire in your belly. And um, it's difficult. So actually taking that step into actually we're better as th- two, three, four. Yeah, is, I think a, we are. I think it's, it's brilliant. And not enough people recognise the benefits from staying as a smaller yeah. team because it's, it's kind of that I expectation th- you would grow. Yeah, I think I've sort of got there a little bit organically. Um, I have made a conscious decision not to go grow back, if I'm honest, because I didn't want the I don't want the stress at the moment. Um, I've probably ever, um, <laughs> but um, I think it is an interesting dynamic. My cousin is a florist, and she said I would have a lovely time if I didn't have clients or staff. Mm. <laughs> Well, I'm like that about retail. So I spent quite a few years in retail and I absolutely love retail other than the customers and the hours, you know, and, and like, and it's, and, and, oh, and being in a shop actually. So I like to be daylight. outside, not seeing daylight. Other than those three things, which are all quite key to retail, yes. I blimmin' love retail. Yeah. yeah. So Rebecca, you're on, on your uh, your plan, what you're trying to achieve in terms of ret- retiring early, and I yep. get that. And, and I, I I smiled to myself when you were talking about being in the garden because Alan's got this notion that everyone over the age of thirty. No, you, uh, well, if you're going to deliver, you got to deliver it right. So I have this theory, okay, right? I, I won't so, finish my sentence. Carry on. No, no, it's fine. Well, because I know you would have done the Emily version rather than the Alan. <laughs> the true actual. version. No, well, I have this theory that you reach a certain age, right, and you kind of take up gardening. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have a love for the outdoors and everything else. But my theory on gardening, um, adults and gardening, is basically we all just give up, right? So when you're young, you're going at 100 miles an hour, you're going to the pub, you go to the gym, you go for a run, you're working, whatever you're doing. And at some point, you basically go... I'm really tired. I'm just going to I'm just going to go into the garden. And then, you know, habits are built on like 30 days or whatever it is. And after a while, you you just decide that going in the garden is is the easy option no, I don't and think it that takes over. I, I do. Know. I do. I, I think, think you're all wrong. I think, I think the whole we, society as, is wrong so and I'm a- right. Adam, if, if anyone's watching this or listening to this and is working for a garden center, Adam would like a garden center sponsor for the podcast. So 
tap us up. Uh, but no, yeah, but um, because everyone over thirty loves gardening. This is it. Everyone over the age of thirty loves gardening. I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact that. As we get older and are a bit more tired in our bodies, we give up. and we don't want to go drinking every single Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and, and lagering it up. Isn't that what I just said? Yeah. I just yeah. said. Yeah. It, we, so we yeah. spend time at home, and then you sit in your garden. and You go, oh, that bed could do with a little bit of pruning, because you've one given could up. Do that. And then you start tinkering because you want to be in that space and enjoy that space. Don't get more. caught up on my semantics. <laughs> However, I will say that I used to have an allotment. I don't have the allotment anymore. An allotment's a hard work. You do not need a gym or go running if you've got an allotment digging and dealing with weeds and all sorts i would slightly disagree with it's a giving up option i think it's i like things aesthetically pleasing which (laughs) is my nature i suppose so i i like sitting in nature and in the garden and so if it's not quite Right, then you do start tinkering. So I will give you that. So I, I agree, right? So I right, hold on. Two questions. How old were you when you had the, you had the allotment? Mid twenties. So close to thirty, right? So I'm taking <laughs> that. Up. And, 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 the, and the other thing is, yeah, we love the outdoors and the aesthetically pleasing. I just think when you're younger, when you've not given up, you you don't That's spend. No, I'm just kind of pushing it home now. (laughs) Like you you don't sit in the garden as much and all of a sudden you whether it's kids or business or tiredness or bad back or whatever, you end up sitting in the garden more and then you do more work on it. Fact. I don't actually sit in my garden. I run around and grow things. No, oh, fair enough. I fair like enough. That, that, you like growing things that's to That's up eat. on my list as well. I want to have a yeah a more sustainable sort of growing lifestyle in our garden. That'll happen. Because we've given up. <gasps> right. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, getting close to that so, and I think that's also a really good aspiration and not enough people are happy to say I'm going to retire early whatever that looks like wow. to you um, I don't know I, I would love to I, retire I think early. that's why I sometimes think I'm, once, I'm, I'm being pedantic semantic whatever but that, I, that's why I quite like the financially free on your terms because retirement's yeah I think that's what I want Alan I think that's yeah. more yeah good I'm nearly there Lily, Oh, how fantastic! What I love you can about tell you, us yeah, about that. You, one you are happy to put that legwork in as well, because I know at this particular point in time you're an incredibly busy lady, aren't you? Well, yes, there are. There is a lot going on. It's sort of on and off, but we'll talk about that somewhere else. I <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, we are quite busy, which is good, but that's only because I've, you know, and you guys help with that. To be fair, bringing it back to you. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, you help with that confidence of getting us out there in socials. And yes, okay, maybe not, um, you know, I'm not going to get, you're not going to be able to track a gig from an Instagram post or a, you know, LinkedIn post or getting your marketing plan correct or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But it does all help and it helps add trust and it helps add professionalism and the fact that, yeah, we we do know what we're talking about sometimes no we do know what we're talking about when it comes to book design um and that's all helped and that's all fed into the fact of why i'm busy good yeah right we are going to slowly wrap up rebecca because this is i could talk about this for another half an hour we oh He's moving my hand. Sorry, we were wobbling I'm the desk. I was wobbling a camera. He's we, I was, we were both wobbling um, the desk. We have one final question, if that's okay. A bit like how, yeah. as we start with one question, we finish every single episode with the same question as well. Yeah. And that is, Rebecca, that if you could go back to your younger self, maybe 20s in your allotment or maybe earlier, 
Completely. Late twenties, nearly thirties, and you're a lot not more. nearly thirties, <laughs> mid twenties, and you could put an arm around your shoulder and just have a little chat with your former self. Yeah. What would you say to them about the future? Um, don't sunburn your feet; it hurts. <laughs> um, also, don't worry so much. Um, I think I think a lot of my early days I was very worried about what people thought, what what people thought I was doing, and actually as you get older they don't care. They're too busy worrying about themselves. But you don't perhaps realise that you're sort of wrapped up in your own headspace. So perhaps just don't worry so much, and it will all be okay. As you, if you do the work, it'll be okay. If you do the work in whatever you're doing, you'll be okay. Um, even if you're, you know posty or gardener or whatever if you do the work and you talk friendly and you're flexible and all those things that you probably naturally are anyway just don't worry i think that's perfect perfect advice now don't Rebecca, worry be happy this is made for a song worry. there isn't it <laughs> um okay. i'm looking forward to sometime in the near future coming to visit your fine art gallery um so <laughs> Make that happen. Make that dream come true. Uh, Rebecca, yes. thank yes, you boss. so very, very much for speaking to no us worries. today. Alan, what? Well, um, yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> Back up a second. Backing Actually, up. someone we know who lives very close to us, who is a photographer, has just transitioned into an artist and has decided to open up their own studio. So, um, you know, that, that if, you, if you decide to get the confidence, and I get the whole, do you want your hobby, your passion to be your main income? But... I think others are doing it. It could be. Uh, could be oh, I don't know that I would make as much income as book design. That's also a factor. Well, ramp uh, up your book design for the next couple of years. Scale that back yeah. and do the thing you love. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Anyway, Rebecca, thank you so thank very you. much. And we will speak to you all again next time on the Digital Circus Life. See you later. Thank you very much. Bye, Rebecca. Bye. -bye.